So Sam, what treat is it that you give your chickens when you want them to have super crazy strong eggshells and healthy feathers? Well, my grubblies bring all the girls to the yard and sometimes the boys too. And they're so like, obviously... it's better than worms? <laughs> yes, damn right. It's better than worms. Because, <laughs> you know, so funny. <laughs> most worms are created in China. I'm still having trouble with that main thing. (laughs) Created in China, grown in China, whatever you want to call it. But grublies are grown in the USA, and they eat garbage, which keeps garbage out of the landfill. I mean, like food garbage, not like plastic. But (laughs) Well, that'd be pretty amazing if they could eat plastic, too. But they do offset seven pounds of carbon dioxide for every pound, too. So that's why you should just go ahead and subscribe to get them every single month because not only is it fantastical for your chickens but also for the environment yes and you can use code wine 20 at checkout at grublies.com and you'll get 20 percent off your first order woohoo hey sam hey bev how's it going oh it's a it's a good sunday over here what about you how is it going over there uh you know, it's better now that I just opened some wine. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> that's helpful, you know. I opened mine. Uh, mine was a beer bottle with a, uh, you know, one of those caps on it that requires a bottle opener to open. <laughs> Is there a special name for that? Um, Not that I'm aware of. I think um, we just call it a pain in the ass. Pain in the ass cap, not a twist yeah. cap. Um, um, no, yeah, pain in the ass. So a pita cap. A pita cap. There we go. That's we what just we'll named it. it. Yeah. So. And I poured oh. my beer into my goat glass, so I'm ah. happy. I just poured my wine into my love me love my chickens camping mug from Honey and Rue. Mmm. Yeah. That's a good one. You know, I really should have brought my Ask Me About My Social Anxiety cup in here to drink out of on the podcast, because that's pretty good. Both (laughs) winning combinations there. (laughs) I saw that cup at a local store, and I was like, I have to have that. You know, it's really funny, too. Kind of off topic, not really. The Easy Riders Rodeo is in Fowlerville right now as we record this. It's the last mm. day. And their next stop is Chillicothe. Oh, yeah. I was going to tell you. I, I I saw. Did you send me the advertisement for it? Yeah, I did. Okay, like that's months where I ago. saw it at. Yeah. And it, I thought that was so funny, too, that it was in Fowlerville and then it was going to Chillicothe. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, we drove past the fairground today where they stay. And it is insane, like, how many people go to that. And, like, I can't even imagine the wildness that happens there. Like, it just, it intimidates me. <laughs> I'll have to ask somebody about it, because I've never heard of the Easy Riders Rodeo, so I have no idea what it is. But it sounds like a motorcycle gang that also likes the rodeo. Yeah, but I don't think there's an actual rodeo. Oh, so is it like a motorcycle rodeo? I think so. I don't know. I feel like I'm just, you know, for how much of a hard ass I pretend to be, I am like way too scared to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe somebody can correct us and tell us what it is because I'm not going to Google it right now. (laughs) Maybe later. Maybe we can do that in a corrections corner next week. We'll be like, actually, there is a rodeo. (laughs) (laughs) There is a rodeo and it is big, beefy biker dudes 
yeah. the sound of the name is exactly what it is. Lots, <laughs> lots of tattoos. Yes. There we go. So what are you drinking over there, Sam? So um, you re- might remember from the Messy Mildred interview, she was drinking 19 Crimes. Mm-hmm. And today I'm drinking 19 Crimes. And it's the 2016 Red Wine. So it's a red blend. Um, it's pretty delicious. The first couple sips are pretty great. Um, I guess maybe my brain is starting to switch into like fall mode since I haven't like busted open a bottle of red wine in a while. But, Mm. you know, as we record this, it's August 19th. Before we know it, it's going to be pumpkin spice latte everything. Um, so my brain is, while I'm nowhere near ready for snow, I'm starting to get in the mood for like tall boots and sweatshirts to hide my food babies and, you know, and red wine because nobody really drinks red wine in in like July when it's hot as balls. So yeah, no, it's just not nearly as enjoyable during that time. No, but you know, I'm not ready for fall yet. I know everyone else seems to be, and if I was still in Phoenix, I'd totally be ready for fall, because at 115, I'd be like, nope, I've had enough of this, fall, 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 but it's been so nice here lately. Yeah? Yeah, today was a perfect 82-degree day with, like, a little bit of cloud cover and a breeze, and I was like, nope, I could totally take another two months of this, but I also missed part of the summer, because I couldn't really do anything. That's true. I think that's why I'm not ready for fall because normally I'm like all over pumpkin spice everything because I really am that basic. Like <laughs> hands <couple>. down, no <laughs> shame over here. Like it's going to be like if I can find 10 different pumpkin spice beers, the 10 weeks of fall, it's going to be pumpkin spice beers and that's it. <laughs> A couple of basic bitches for the Drink and Farm podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, what can you expect? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, It's just a nice reminder that we're not all a bunch of special snowflakes. No. We're all pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this concludes Sam and Bev talk about the weather portion. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> we are like old women that talk about the weather. At least there's alcohol. But anyways. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. We, we haven't talked in like a week and a half. I know. So like. The podcast is also us just, like, catching up with each other. So we're like, so, how's it over there in Fowlerville? (laughs) And you're like, well, the wind took this away today. And, no, I don't know. It's partly cloudy (laughs) with some humidity. Hot as balls. Okay. Well, I mean... (laughs) In our defense, everyone on Instagram is talking about being ready for fall also. So we're just following with the trends. We're being relevant. Yes. And relevant. There we go. But anyways, what are you drinking over there? So I'm drinking another Jackie O's beer. Mm. I drink a lot of their beer. And this one is called Primary. And it's a wine barrel aged mixed culture Saison style ale. Oh, yeah. So it's one of their specialty wild yeast sour beers in one of their 16 
Yeah. 16.9 fluid ounce bottle. So it's like just barely bigger than a regular beer just so they can make the bottle fancy. Mm. Um, yeah. And it, it's a good one. I like it. It's 5.5% alcohol. It's got a nice color to it. A nice flavor. The label is pretty cool. We'll be posting pictures of what we're drinking today because our drinks were sponsored by Montana over at Thimbleworks. So cheers, lady. Ooh, we love her. We love we sure her stuff. Do. Yeah. Yeah. If you've been wondering where to get those uh, sassy tanks that we've been wearing, the chicken mother beer lover and the chicken mother wine lover shirts, uh, you can get those over in Thimbleworks shop. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And she's also giving Drink and Farm listeners 10% off when you use the code Drink and Farm. And uh, if you go to our website and go to our sponsors area on our website, you can see all the different discount codes that we have. So, yeah. yeah. So go do that if you want to check them out. Because supporting our sponsors supports our podcasts. And who doesn't awesome. like a good sale? Like, if you don't like a good sale, I don't know who you are. Fair enough. (laughs) I mean, if you're listening to us, I might not know who you are anyways, but just come say hi on our Instagram. It's fine. We'll know each other then. Right, Bev? (laughs) Yeah. And then we'll say hi back. Or you can join our Facebook group because that's another way to get to know us. Yeah. And we do fun things on there. Like you guys get to witness Sam almost die. And then you get to witness (laughs) Bev's internet. Fiasco. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know what the worst part is? I'm still recording from that same spot today because I tried to move and there's nowhere else that I can connect my mic arm and oh. like have a comfortable seat. So I'm still stuck in that same spot for now. But I noticed that our podcast connection has seemed to be okay. Um yeah. since we switched providers, so I'm not too worried about it, but I still want to move. Um, but my office doesn't have a door on it, so I can't move to my office. So I record from my bedroom. So I'm, I'm trying to talk my husband into just switching where we have our couch at in our room and our bed. Cause I've kind of been wanting to move those around anyways. And then maybe it'll have a better connection over on the couch. Cause I like being comfy while I record. Yeah, no, you sound great to me. It might just be that, you know, we have to be uncomfortable while we do lives until yes. we can do some feng shui in your bedroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and it was funny. Our first live was fine, but it was because I was on the front porch, like right in front of where my office is, which is where like all the wireless thingamabobs are. Um, and then I recorded... The, or we did the second one where I normally record from and I was like what the heck is wrong with this thing like why isn't this working and I was so frustrated that it wasn't <laughs> working and then I was really glad when someone was like well like learning how to do stuff is kind of like the drink and farm way so it's no big deal yeah <laughs> I was like oh thanks for the reminder because I really needed that <laughs> it was, was like no. beating myself up I was like oh it was so terrible <laughs> But you know what? People stayed on and people still asked questions, even though I was like coughing and dying and your internet was being weird. Like, so thank you to everybody that stuck with us during our humanness. Yes. That's a good way to. That was really cool. I, I like the way that you described that humanness because that's totally what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good reminder to everybody that we're not perfect over here either. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said the F word. It's going to happen. I almost said F no, we're not. No, I know. It is going to happen. 
We maybe we should take bet- bets if it's going to be Sam or Bev that says it first. Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good one. I it it could seriously <laughs> be either. <laughs> I really think it'll probably be me before you. <laughs> maybe we'll surprise ourselves. <laughs> Hey, Bev, do you think this is a good time to give a quick little shout out to our sponsor, Henny and Rue? Yeah, I sure do. They're like one of our favorite things in the chicken keeping world. Bev and I have been subscribers of the box way before we were able to get sponsored with them. And we really enjoy that all of the items that you get in this box from them, they're actually handpicked and tested out on the flock of the family that owns the Henny and Rue brand. Which is super cool. So this box is put together like by chicken keepers for chicken keepers. And they try really hard to only include items that are both high quality and useful for you and your flock. So get on over to hennyandrew.com and you can use the discount code DRINKANDFARM to get 10% off of your monthly subscription for your very first box. And then you're able to get a discount for being kind of like a VIP after you subscribe. So you get a 10% discount on all items in the shop. And also, not only does the box come with things like that are super cool for your chickens, they also throw in like a thing or two every month that's specifically for the chicken keeper. So you're not like just going to get things that are fun for your flock. You end up with fun things for yourself as well. Like one of my favorites is a little makeup bag that I got and then also a cool bracelet and they come up with yes. all sorts of fun things. Yeah. So guys, go check it out. Boom. <laughs> Sam, have you seen the NBC show Making It? No. What is that? You haven't? Okay. So no. it's a show about it's it's sort of like a like a top chef. But for people that make things by hand. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman are the hosts. So if you watched, um, oh, why did my mind just like, my mind just like dumped all of its contents and now I can't <laughs> think of the name Parks of the show. It's Parks and Rec. Yep. If you watch that show Parks and Rec, you know who Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman are. They did a, a show where they judge people who make things by hand and it's super cool. Okay. And we started watching it because one of our friends from Arizona is on it. Oh, no way. Yeah. Her name is Joe. So we didn't know them like super well, um, but she did adopt one of the dogs that I fostered. Okay. Yeah. So they have a dog that I like went and rescued from somewhere and then raised up and like, you know, helped make it behave. And then I brought her to them and they kept her. It was awesome. So it's really cool to like see her on TV on this show. Um, But I thought other people would really enjoy watching that show too, because it's about like doing things. And that's sort of like people who like to hobby farm or homestead or do any type of, you know, like skills like this. They like watching people make things with their hands too. So I don't know. I thought other people would want to know that that show existed just in case they didn't. But we've only watched the first two episodes, and they were just so fun and so funny. Um, So you have to watch it and let me know what you think. Yeah. I'll have to DVR that shit. I rarely watch anything live, so if I'm not recording it, I'm probably not watching it. Yeah. Oh, I I don't ever watch anything live. I don't – like, when you turn on our TV, it's just like – it's like – the Google Chromecast like background on our TV. Oh, you can't just like okay. turn on our TV and have something show up. Yeah. Our TVs don't work that way. We did that kind of intentionally because <laughs> I don't like background noise. Really? I find it really distracting. Yeah. Oh, 
See, I put on like really bad reality TV most of the time when I'm working from home, unless it's something that I really have to focus on. So, and I sleep with the TV on. So I think it's because my brain will start going far, far away in rabbit holes if I don't have something to like pay attention to. Yeah. So. I think that's why it's funny that you mentioned that um, because I had a friend this morning um, post something on her Facebook page about how she knows that when most people think of being somewhere like serene, they think of like the country and the middle of nowhere and like, you know, that quote unquote peace and quiet. But for Mm -hmm. her, she finds sereneness being in the middle of the city because like the energy of it and the sound and the faces and like the the constant motion that helps calm her brain down. Her brain is able to focus on things a little better when there's noise around than if she's really quiet, her brain plants the less desirable thoughts, you know, that she has in her head. And then they like have room to sprout and grow because there's nothing else taking up that space. And I thought that was really interesting because I was like, oh, man, yeah, I I find the city and the noise to just be like very distracting. I'm what I would be like when I'm in the middle of a city or like big crowds, I'm sort of just looking around like in all places because I just don't know where to put my focus in because it's all so like bright and noisy. And I don't know. It takes me a minute to like orient myself. Yeah. I have to like work really hard to stay focused on what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, I guess that maybe I'm like in the middle because I don't like super large groups of people for long periods of time. So like the idea of living in a big city really wears on me at this point in my life. At one point, I wanted to live in like downtown Chicago, but now that sounds like my worst nightmare. So I don't mind that for like short periods of time, but I like to be in control of what my background noise is. Not just like, you know, crazy city noises or obnoxious people or whatever. Like, I don't mind group events, obviously. I was like shoved up against the stage a couple weeks ago at a Kenny Chesney concert. But (laughs) if I know there's like an end, you know, that that's temporary, it's one thing. But yeah, that's interesting, though. That's it it just reminds you that everybody's different. Everybody learns differently. Everybody relaxes differently. There's no really wrong way to do it as long as it's not like morally questionable. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, and at that, like from that point of view too, like who sets the morally questionable like threshold? (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) you know, like things that like normal people would find like repulsive. Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. (laughs) Like hookers and blow and, you know, murder and yeah there we go (laughs) the things that are just like really obvious you know we'll just stick with those just the extreme (laughs) fair enough fair enough that seems like a but I mean but I mean if you're into hookers and blow I don't need to know about it and that's your life it's fine but I really hope you're not murdering people and (laughs) listening to us (laughs) because you're not really our demographic if you're a murderer um I'm just gonna throw that out there (laughs) (laughs) hopefully you didn't offend anybody that murders people because then i guess i might be next i don't know Uh, (laughs) yeah that's a good point Uh. fair enough (laughs) 
I just got done listening to my favorite murder too. So that's why my brain is like going to murder. (laughs) I've been like binge listening to that, which probably isn't very good for my psyche. (laughs) I just listened to the one where they were in Cleveland and they, they talked about chilla coffee. Oh yeah. I know that was so funny. They're like, and people keep writing us letters Asking us to go to the city and we can't even pronounce it. And they go, Chile, Chile, Chile Coat. That's totally how I pronounced it the first time I saw the exit sign on the freeway for Chile Coffee. That's what I said. My husband pointed at it and he's like, hey, how do you think that that city is pronounced? And I was like, mm, Chile Coat. And he just like couldn't stop laughing. That's totally how it's spelled. <laughs> so as soon as they said, yeah, there's this city in Ohio that really wants us to go there, but we can't pronounce it. I was like, she's going to say Chile Coffee. She's going to say Chile coffee <laughs> like but she's gonna say it wrong that's so funny uh yeah I feel like we can just identify with them because they say things that are wrong all the time too so yes that that's is kind of correct. our style that is our style um except we talk about farming things instead of murder I don't know which yes. is more interesting I guess they're both interesting in their own ways yeah I would say so yes Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, since we're on the topic of people having like different brains or different tastes or stuff, we had some friends over for dinner last night and he said something really interesting. Um, He he was asking us about the pod. He was asking me about the podcast and like wanted to know like what we did and whatnot. And I explained to him how we each like drink something different and we describe what it is and whatnot. And um, I was telling him about how I how I approached you and asked you to do the podcast because I had seen your YouTube videos about how you were just like, drink wine. You don't have to be bougie to enjoy it. Like you don't have to know any of the terms like wine is just there for people to enjoy, whether they know anything about it or not. And he was like, yeah, you know, a really smart like wine connoisseur said once like the best wine is the wine that you like like it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter whether it had 92 points or 85 points or wasn't rated whatsoever if you opened it and you drank it and you liked it it was good wine like regardless of what anybody else says and I thought like I was like that's like that's something that's really important that most people don't know. Like I wear shirts like as a joke that says like, you know, drink craft, not crap and whatnot. But like the truth is like whatever beer you like is the beer you like. And I never make fun of somebody for what they're drinking. Like I love it when people use the drink and farm hashtag and they're hashtagging whatever it is they're really drinking. Like whether it's a Bud Light or something funky and obscure or the mixed cocktail from their garden, like they're all equally valid drinks because you like it. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be super fancy or uh, a really obscure like craft beer or like if you're a hipster PBR or whatever. We don't care. If you like it and you're drinking it, even if it's just coffee, like we want to see it because it's important to you and you enjoy it. So that's all that really matters to us. Yeah, and if you're enjoying it while you're farming, then you're drinking and farming. Yeah, exactly. So, fun fact, I just noticed, um, I just, like, searched hashtag drink and farm, now that you mentioned it, and Lancos Z Barnyard, I'm not really sure how to say it, um, it says, the caption says, I have failed as a parent. 
One child drinks the pool water. One child pees in the pool. Hashtag don't drink the water. Hashtag don't drink or don't pee in the pool. Apparently, this is how we drink and farm. <laughs> and her cow <laughs> is standing in the pool and the donkey is drinking the water. And it's like, oh, my God. That so... <laughs> is amazing. I have not seen that yet. I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> I don't know how I missed it either, but that is probably, I'm going to probably have to post it before this episode drops because that is just too funny uh, and not like your traditional drink and farm post. So there we go. I love it. I love creativity. I, I do love too. It. You, Yeah. I mean, like our listeners are super creative and I think that's so fun and I feel a little selfish that like we get to like enjoy it so much. I know. <laughs> like people actually pay attention to what we say and when we're like use this hashtag they're like okay and then they go above and beyond and shit and I'm just like oh my god I can't compete with my listeners audience or awesomeness because it's just all over the place right (laughs) well and um it's like when we talked about uh what how we feel about give zero clucks and like what it means to us someone in the Facebook group posted something and she said you should give a cluck. You really should, but only about things that set your soul on fire. Save your clucks for magical shit. And I was like, yes. hell yeah. I love like that. Harry Potter magical <laughs> shit. Or like unicorns and beer yeah. magical shit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Unicorns and beer. I feel like we need to have like, I, I love our logo. I really do. But now I'm thinking we need to have... Like somebody, we need to commission somebody to make like a unicorn beer, wine, mythical looking shirt for us after that statement oh. and put put that quote on the back or something because I like that. It's pretty legendary. Or, you know, a wise woman once said, you know, ward off the dicks with all the positive vibes. <laughs> that so was you. Like, <laughs> I'm so wise when I drink. Um we can, yeah, we can put that on our shirt, too, if you guys think that's uh, appropriate. We we definitely are open to suggestions on merchandise. So if you guys just want to go join the Facebook group, We Drink and We Farm Things, um, and put your ideas there for stuff you want to see, or just comment on any old, like, drink and farm post on Instagram. Like, we're open to suggestions about merch, you know, for the future, or ideas for the podcast i mean we're you know you guys are creative too we want your input you listen to us we want you to keep listening to us so give us your ideas we'll credit you we'll say this was so-and-so's idea yeah we totally will i can't remember we're nice like that did i say ronica's (laughs) name it was ronica from the facebook group that said that you should give a clock you really should i want to make sure that i actually said her name Yeah. After I'm like, we'll give you credit. And then I'm like, like, shit, "Ah." did I give her credit? I can't remember. Well, now we did. So we're good. We're covered. Perfect. And seriously, word off the dicks with all the positive vibes. If that hadn't have been the interview with Messy Mildred, that would have been the name of that episode because that was just too magical. Too magical. Like All I can think of is like lasers shooting down dicks. (laughs) Like, that's all I can think of. <laughs> and it sounds like a really bad bachelorette party. And I don't know why I can't think of something more, like, adorable. But that's that's what I see. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. 
I don't know that that's an appropriate shirt to be selling, but you know. Uh, yeah, no, probably not. But I mean, you can still put that as like a tagline on there. Yeah, that's true. That's it could true. just be like somebody sitting there like in a yoga pose with like a chicken, you know, like, I don't know, tree pose with a chicken on their leg that's up. And then underneath mm-hmm. it, it can say, mm-hmm. ward off the dicks with all the positive vibes. Oh, see, that's a more friendly version. Yeah. That'll be good. Shirt designed. <laughs> Speaking of that, we're, we are talking about right now getting another run of shirts and maybe even hoodies um, in the near future. So Yes. Yeah, so we have started working on that. You can't order them yet. Um, but don't worry. We'll let you know as soon as you can. I'm hoping that we can start maybe sometime in September. Yeah. That's my goal. Me too. Especially if we're offering like a hoodie or something because the cooler weather is coming and I live in hoodies during the winter. So I'm like dying to get one, like something oversized and comfortable to just, you know, hibernate in. (laughs) That sounds magical. And we've got all sorts of exciting things going on over here. Like, I don't know how you're listening to this right now, but you can listen to us on Stitcher and Spotify now. I can't believe that that like got set up in the same week. I don't know how the chips fell. Um, I didn't realize that we had to like submit ourselves to all of those places, (laughs) which shows you how much we know about doing a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're learning. It's only been what? It hasn't even been six months yet, has it? Mm. Pretty so close. it'll Almost. be six months at the end of August, um, oh, which is shit. sneaking up on us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which, I mean, is kind of blowing my mind. I can't believe it's been six months. It's gone by super I fast. I know. We've we've gotten to know each other really well in the past six months. <laughs> we have. <laughs> and there's still more to know. I know. It's like an onion with layers. <laughs> Just peel it back. <laughs> I hope I smell better than an onion. Do I smell better um, than an onion? You did not smell bad when I met you, so that's good. Okay. And that um, says something because it was at a beer festival, and usually people and are hot. pretty stinky at a beer festival. So Yeah, it was hot. Okay. I hope I didn't smell either. No, yeah, I didn't smell you, so. Well, that's good. You just sound like we're like a couple dogs. We were sniffing each other or something. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the best way no. to get to know someone? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, we really didn't get to know each other that weekend. We didn't sniff each other. <laughs> Next time. Wait, yeah. Next time. So, yeah. So, if you go listen on Stitcher or Spotify, you can rate us over there, too. So yeah. we need all the ratings and all the places. And whatever your honest rating is, like, we're being totally serious. Um, I wasn't even mad or sad when I saw that we didn't get a perfect five-star review. I was like, hey, somebody gave us a review of their opinion. Like, it is what it is. And it's still good. I mean, you liked it. <laughs> yeah. You, you had enough of a reaction to come over and state an opinion of some capacity. So... You know, it's like we've made it now because we don't just have straight five stars. <laughs> oh, there we go. That means that not just our friends are reviewing it. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> I don't actually think like any of my friends. Um, no, you know what? I don't think I think just a handful of people I know in real life, like not Instagram or Facebook uh, has rated it. I, uh, no one on iTunes that I know in real life. I think just one person that I know in real life on the Facebook page has rated it. 
Um, That's what's really funny about having any kind of business or side thing that you're doing. Most of the time, the people that support you don't actually really know you. It's really funny how that works out. And it's just interesting that, you know, because like sometimes people will be like, oh, you got to do this because, you know, your friends and family will get into it and they like won't touch it with a 10 foot pole. But, you know, there are other people out there that are like minded and that want to hear what you have to say. So apparently we've we found some of those people. So Right. Well, I did just share the podcast, I think, for only like the second or third time on my personal Facebook page the other day, because I don't like advertise it hardcore to my friends and family because I figure like they know that I'm doing it because they've heard me mention it in passing or they've you know, or they're on my Instagram. So they see it there. Um, and I figure that if they're interested in it, they're interested in it. I didn't want to shove it like down their throats. Right. Because I know that like when you do something because you're so excited about it, it can kind of come off that way. And I didn't want to do that to the people that I know for real because <laughs> I didn't yeah. want them to feel like they had to listen if they weren't interested. My husband doesn't listen to our podcast. Oh, my <laughs> husband's listened to like a couple of them because like he started hearing me talk about like the numbers and how many people are listening. And he's like, should I be paying attention to this? <laughs> <laughs> And it was only that he listened when he was, like, driving to Indiana to get call ducks. And it was just a really long drive. Yeah. So he was bored and needed something to listen to. <laughs> but it was, like, when we had really shitty audio in the beginning. Oh, he's yeah. He's like, you guys need better mics. And I'm like, y- you listen to the first ones. Like, it gets better. Just I, hold your horses. You, you know? just got to hold on there. My husband did listen to five minutes of it today while he was driving back from kayaking. Um, and oh. it was funny as our last like full episode, I was like, yeah, we were kind of out of it that episode, <laughs> but it's fine. Cause you guys keep coming back for whatever reason. So, you know, thanks for forgiving us for not being on point all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just the way that it goes. Right. Yeah. So what else do we have for housekeeping? So, I've been working on our Patreon page, like trying to make it just like be more reflective of like what we're trying to do with it. So I've updated a little bit. So if you haven't seen our Patreon page, go check it out. And I have set like a real goal. I want to try to get our Patreon support up to $100 a month by the end of August. And I know that that's being like really optimistic. But I'm going to start sharing it a lot more because I'm worried that maybe more people aren't seeing it. Um, Because in order to join it, it's just $2 a month. And when you figure that we're releasing four or five episodes per month, that's like 50 cents an episode or less if we do five or six episodes. And I know that like entertainment and art in general tends to get sort of devalued because it's so like available for free. Um, But I put on there what we're really doing like with the Patreon support that you guys give us um, because we're trying really hard to get, we have all these ideas for like mini sods and episodes and things that we can do. Um, but the editing time tends to put us behind. So as soon as we can get enough support on that Patreon page, we'll be able to outsource the editing. So I put it at a hundred dollars so that we can get my friends started on making us like a fun little theme and some little transition noises so we can stop using the rooster. Cause I'm afraid that that rooster is a little obnoxious to people. <laughs> 
because it does kind of crow like right in your ear. I try to like turn it down so it doesn't do that. Um, but I also want people to know when a commercial is starting. So I haven't pulled it out yet. <laughs> and then we'll get to start saving up the money every month and eventually start start having some episodes edited so that we can record more minisodes like share more knowledge and stuff that we have and share more fun I don't know um so yeah that's my goal so go check out our patreon page there'll be a link to it in the show notes it'd be fun to you know we keep talking about doing minisodes on brooding chicks and integrating flocks and quarantines and all sorts of topics just to be more focused because I mean, if you've been listening to this first, what, like half hour, we're a little all over the place when we record. So we like to keep the minisodes focused. So if you guys need to look at like a specific topic, you can clearly see it in the title and just go directly there and get the education or whatever. I don't want to sound like we're educating people, but you know what I mean. If you want to know what our opinions are on something, you can easily go there without having to dig through a bunch of show notes for all the other episodes to try to figure out. Yeah, figure out which episode is going to talk about what you're looking for. Yeah, you'll like you'll be able to go to drink and hatch chicks and you'll listen to it and you'll hear the stuff that we talk about with hatching chicks. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, And as we get more knowledge about those things, we'll do like drink and hatch two drink and hatch three like so on and so forth we'll continue to build on it we won't just like do a topic and then it's dead to us for forever once we have new knowledge that we think is enough to make another minisode we'll get to make another one um which i think will be kind of fun because then you can sort of progress through them and hear it all and then decide what way you want to go with it exactly and i just just say that like egg exactly there we (laughs) go i like it (laughs) yeah um bev also posted a survey in our group on we drink and we farm things on facebook and that would also potentially help us get more sponsors so bev can spend less time editing and we can spend more time recording so if you're in the group please go take it if you haven't already a lot of people already have so thank you but if not, can you please, pretty please? Because that would definitely help us. Totally. And I'll link a, I'll put a link to it in the show notes also. Um, so that if you're not a part of the group and you're just like not on Facebook or you're not interested in joining the Facebook group, you can still take the survey for us. It takes about 15 minutes, um, but all of the information is totally confidential. And it is the industry standard for podcasts for collecting um, listener information so that prospective sponsors can find the podcast and sponsor it so we're getting big time over here Woohoo! <laughs> we're working on it uh bev's been busting her ass this week with stuff so cheers to bev hooking us up with spotify stitcher that survey editing episodes like Bev has been doing work while Sam's been dying. So <laughs> Sam is coming back from the dead now and hopefully will be much more helpful. <laughs> I'm so glad Sam is coming back from the dead because I was like sending her all my ideas about the podcast. And I was like, wait, I'm probably bugging the shit out of her because she doesn't feel good. And I won't stop talking about the podcast. And she's like, Bev, I'm dying. I can't Here's talk the about the podcast. That, <laughs> it's so funny because I... When, when that happens, it's not like I'm annoyed with you. I'm more annoyed with myself because I feel like a slacker because my energy just can't meet that at, in that moment. 
that I feel like something's wrong with me more than like the sickness. So I wasn't upset with you. It just made me feel bad that I wasn't there hustling along with you because we both like to, you know, hustle and bust our ass and do fun things. So when you're feeling, when you're feeling sick, just like your energy now compared to when your back was really bad completely different oh so I yeah feel like now I'm understanding maybe more of like where you were in that time period when maybe I got hyper about certain things <laughs> and I just like couldn't yeah no so I'm just getting gaining more of an understanding of you know giving yourself grace and realizing you need to give yourself a break and that was really hard for me this past week because <clears throat> Um, now that he's back, I feel comfortable saying it. I don't like to advertise when I'm home alone for long periods oh, of time. I do the same thing. I didn't tell anybody that my husband and yeah. kids were gone until they were back. <laughs> yeah. So now that he's back, my husband was in Oklahoma for uh, about a week for work stuff for training because he just started a new job and he got to do a bunch of cool shit while he was out there. Um, so he learned a lot. But I was so sick and I had to do all of the chores on my own and it made me just like think of Bev when her husband was away and her back was hurting and like her goats were like going through all that stuff like like it is really hard to do all that stuff when you're by yourself and not feeling well when I'm by myself and feeling great I can knock all the chores out it's not a big deal but when you're not it just oh Like, it just makes me think because, you know, my grandparents are dairy farmers and my grandpa right now is going through um, some kind of special radiation because his lung cancer is back and they still live on the farm. But my cousin who lives next door and my uncle, um, they run the dairy farm now. But my grandpa can just sit there and see it. And I can't even imagine, like, the kind of emotional feeling that you get seeing people go out and do stuff that you used to do all the time, but you're so sick that you can't. Like I felt that on a very, very, very small scale this week. And it's like, holy shit. Like it just makes you want to like carpe the F out of that DM while you can, because you realize one day you're not going to be able to do all the stuff that you do now. So I guess I had a very like transformative experience the past week being by myself. And working from home, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and, like, feeling like I was dying and still having to do all this stuff. You just really appreciate when you do feel good afterwards. And when your partner is with you, um, if you have that in your life, you realize, like, how much you rely on them to, like, be a team and to get shit done. So I'll get off my little, you know, transformative soapbox now but I just wanted to throw that out there no I love it because that was how I felt like when I like literally collapsed to my knees because I was trying to still go let the goats out even though I physically really wasn't capable of it I was like someday this is really gonna be me and I'm never gonna be able to get up and actually go do it yeah I was like so and now I, I have a good attitude every time I go out and do chores sometimes I was sort of thinking of them as like a I don't know, a a disturbance isn't the right word, but, you know, like depending on where you're at, like in your work and career and like kids and stuff, there's so many things pulling you all of the different directions, even the things that you really want to do and you find a lot of joy in, you struggle to find joy in them when you're just overwhelmed with everything, you know, like 
mm-hmm. the winter time I'm in the middle of cooking dinner but the goats needed bottles and like I can't be in two places at once so the goats became the annoyance because it was cold outside so that was the harder thing to do at the time and it's like right. why can't I find joy in this thing that I really wanted like really bad and it's just because there's just so much to do sometimes but you can still enjoy it exactly and I like that carpe the f out of that diem (laughs) well yeah and I think there's something to be said too and I might get some flack for this I don't know but uh you uh, how do I put this in a way that doesn't come off like I'm being a bitch it's okay just say it and then we'll circle back to it so that you sound like less of a bitch <laughs> we'll cut it if Sam sounds like a horrible human okay fair so, enough you see a lot of this like hashtag farm her stuff and there's nothing wrong with that because I think women in agriculture is super important but I think there's something to be said about doing things as a team whether it's like with your husband or your wife or whoever or your children like teamwork makes the dream work honestly I'm not saying that somebody can't go do this off on her own like when I say that I think of like Wild Oaks Farm Um, oh yeah we she's awesome and she does all that all by herself holy cow she's a aren't following her Instagram feed go do it now I'll put a link to it in the show notes because it's freaking amazing yeah I love her so much and she is just so funny and kind and she's got her shit together I think she works at like a vet's office too like she is awesome but like this week just made me really realize like how grateful I am to have somebody that is in this with me and that also enjoys it and supports me in all my madness with wanting certain animals and things like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with relying on somebody else to help you with this stuff. And it doesn't make you less of a man or a woman if you need somebody to help you. Like, it's always good to ask for help if you need it. Um especially when you're not feeling well, right? Like, I know you had neighbors come help you oh, yeah. when I'm your husband was out. So and your bad goats. about it. I'm I'm yeah. the worst at asking for help, which is, yep. I think, partially why I made my issues so bad. So I'm trying to get better about it, like telling my husband when I need help. Because, like, I would say something to him, and then he'd be caught up in something. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. And then he gets, like, engrossed in it and doesn't get around to it. So I'd just go out there and do it on my own anyways, even though I was like, well, this is going to hurt like a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, but I needed to be more forceful and be like, no, 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 I I need help with this like right now because I really can't do it on my own. I have a hard time admitting that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are my personal limitations. You know, um, I don't think that it sounded bitchy. So the reason why I stopped using the farm her hashtag was because that's an actual trademarked brand and they sell clothes and they're super cute, like for agriculture. Yeah. So that's why I stopped using it because I don't have any of their clothes yet. So I wanted to save it, save that hashtag to use like for when I'm talking about their brand, I guess. And that was the only reason I did. I know that tons of other people use it for whatever they want to. And you're welcome to do that. I I mean, I don't get to judge you on how you use your hashtags. I don't want anybody else judging right. me on how I use my hashtags because it's like I didn't know that life out there was uh, was tractor supplies hashtag until I clicked on it. Um, <laughs> I know that sounds silly, right? Like everyone knows that tractor supplies life out there. I did it when I first got on Instagram because I just had no idea. So no, it didn't come off as bitchy. Okay, I got it. Good. Like I get, I get like the whole like, 
girl power stuff like that's super important and there are parts of the world where women would not be allowed to do half the shit that we're doing so like i get it but at the same time i don't think there's anything wrong with like getting the help of a male companion or admitting that you need help with something or that you can't do it for whatever reason. Like, I think we kind of need to give ourselves a break a little bit. Like we're not all freaking wonder woman. And sometimes you need help or you need a break or something like that. And that is okay. Like you don't need to be strong a hundred percent of the time. And I think sometimes I feel like when I'm scrolling through Instagram, like I'm not doing enough or I could be doing more to be a quote unquote farm her. And it's like, no, I'm happy with what I, what I have going on here. So, you know, sometimes when we scroll through social media and we've talked about this a bunch before, sometimes you feel a little inadequate or like your life isn't pretty enough or your house isn't clean enough because you're looking at the one clean room in that person's house that is like immaculately decorated. You don't know what the rest of their house looks like. You know what I mean? So we need to give ourselves a break like all around. Well, and so and that's a good reminder, um, like to yourself to try not to project the way that you're feeling like at the moment on somebody else's post, because mm-hmm. that's probably not mm-hmm. the way that they're meaning it. Like, right. They're hashtagging that because they're really proud of what they just accomplished on their own. And they should get to celebrate that, like, however exactly. they want to. But no, I think that this is still a fun conversation um, because we get to talk about all of like the nuances that that go into farming by yourself or with somebody else also like this is sort of a follow-up from was it our last episode I can't even remember when I talked about wanting to hire like landscapers and you talked about wanting to hire like a housekeeper yeah Yeah. I mean oh yeah like we're gonna keep reminding you if you need help go get it (laughs) yeah that is okay don't hurt yourself We are the last people that will judge you. Humanness. That's the theme of this episode is just being human. We're a little salty about things sometimes. We're a little cranky every now and then. Our internet doesn't work. We get sick. (laughs) Our backs hurt. We're lonely or we're not lonely or we're self-empowering. We're just human beings. That's what we all are. (laughs) <laughs> and we like to ward off the dicks with all the positive vibes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Are you looking for something that's totally safe to use in your coop and around your house to repel pests? Well, we have discovered the most amazing product called Fur Saturday Lime, and it is safe to use around your fur, feather, and human babies around your home and in like Bev said in your chicken coops stables and barns and we actually even use it in our duck ponds and by ponds I mean pools because we're cheap like that but we sprinkle a little bit in there and it actually helps keep the funk down yeah for Saturday lime is so useful like regardless of what kind of animals you have or how many you have it helps keep smells down helps keep flies down helps keep pests down like this is a product that you definitely want to be using every first Saturday Make sure you go to firstsaturdaylime.com and check it out. And then when you buy it, make sure you use hashtag drink when you check out to get 10% off. And you can use that hashtag every time you check out and buy First Saturday Lime. Because remember, you want to buy at least one bag a month because you want to lime every month. What are you waiting for? Go do it right now. Now. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said right Meow. <laughs> <laughs> 
So how are those baby chickies doing over there? Oh, besides being like totally adorable. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. So three of the chicks did indeed hatch and they hatched on Orion's birthday, which was super fun. Yeah. One of them hatched um, while we were hanging up his like door cover thing. We have a family tradition. We trap Orion in his room in some different way every (laughs) night on his birthday. That's kind of morbid, but okay. It is a little morbid, especially because this year it was like a big black trash bag because we were mourning the death of his like little kid years because he's a teenager now because he turned 13. (laughs) Yeah, one year he busted through platform nine and three quarters because he's a Harry Potter fan. And like, yeah, we do do all sorts of fun stuff. I try to find cool like little traditions that aren't like super exhausting to carry out. Yeah, covering his doors super easy. But we had forgotten (laughs) and I was laying in bed and my husband was like, we forgot to cover Orion's door and was like, oh, no, I got up and there's peeping coming from the incubator. And we're like, oh, we're like one of the chicks hatched. But I was like, he's still soaking wet. We're going to leave him in there and maybe his buddies will hatch, too. And by the next morning, a second one had hatched. By the time Orion woke up, we had two peeping in there and we were going to Kings Island for the day. So I was like, well, let's leave them in the incubator so we don't have to set up a brooder so that that last guy that hatches doesn't hatch all by himself. Cause one of them was dry. Mm-hmm. One was still wet. Cause he had like just hatched. And then the other guy hadn't hatched yet. And then when we got home, we set up the brooder and put him in there. Well, I think that the first guy that hatched, I think he was in the brooder a little too long and the surface on the brooder was a little too slick. Cause one of his legs Aww. ended up with spraddle leg. Um, and I didn't recognize what it was. So I'm glad that I took a video and posted it to the group because I had assumed spaddle leg would be both legs splayed out all the way. It right. didn't occur to me that just one leg could have it. So one of his legs is super healthy and strong. And the other one is all the way out to the side, if I can describe it right. And he sort mm-hmm. of like wiggles it like a boat propeller, like he like waves Aww. it in the air. I just hit my beer. I don't know if you heard me hit the table. No. I almost knocked my beer over because I was like making the motion while I'm talking to you. <laughs> because we can see you. Yes, everybody can see me. Oh, thank goodness nobody can see me right now. <laughs> um, but he he was moving like he was still walking and getting to food and water and whatnot. But I was like, this, I can't let this go on because by the time this is a big chicken, they won't be able to walk on just one leg. I mean, because chicken legs are skinny (laughs) and like they really need both of them in order to get around well to like outrun dogs and predators and whatnot. So I'm like, there's got to be a way I can fix this. I posted a video of it to our group and Sam recognized it right away as being spraddle leg. So I used your idea for vet wrap and I um, squeezed those legs together with just maybe like an inch or an inch and a half in between them. So those legs were standing up straight and strong and I wrapped them together so that he could stand on them and he could still like he was kind of tiny walking around to still get food and water. But I made sure Mm -hmm. that where he was sitting, he had instant access to food and water. Oh, good. And um, I took the bandage off after 24 hours, and it still wasn't good enough. Um, It's been 48 hours now, and he picked the bandage off. And I have to send you a new video because I'm not sure if it's still good enough. He is walking, um, but not quite normal. But he is, like, actually walking, walking. So I might call that good. I just didn't get a chance to do it before we recorded. But, uh, yeah, I had no idea Spraddle Lake could be one leg. 
Yeah, no, I think most of the time it's both, um, or, or that's the perception or the most common. So I was thinking when I saw that, oh, well, that's not like super common. Most of the time it's just that they're just like doing the splits or they can't even walk at all. But I figured that's what it was and that, you know, doing that little brace type thing, you know, for a couple of days. One time I had to do it for like over 72 hours. So I think it's just case by case. Some people will say, oh, if it's not better in 72 hours, you might as well just call the chick. But like, I don't see the point in like not doing it a little longer if it's going to benefit the chick in the long run. Like, obviously, if you do it for a week and there's no improvement, then that's a really bad sign. But you can't just say, like, here's the standard and you have to stick to the standard. So, I mean, if you think the chick would benefit from a, a another day or two, it wouldn't hurt anything. You know, he might just be more annoyed at you. He, <laughs> she, whatever it is. super <laughs> mad. He flopped around like a beached whale when I first put the brace on him. <laughs> and it, I'm so glad that I had you to, like, send a message to you because... Uh, when you said spread a leg, I was like, oh, I got this. I'll just do this on the Google. And I found a pretty shiny, like beautiful blog that had this really nice post all about spread a leg. Well, spread a leg is supposed to get better in 24 hours, according to this blog. And oh my not God. even close. Um, I mean, uh, I, I think after talking to you now, I'm definitely going to put the brace back on because his leg isn't quite right. So if I can make it any better than it is right now, I'm doing him a service for sure. Yeah. And especially because I think he's my rooster, the uh the the lady that I the breeder that I got him from, she mm-hmm. said um that that they can be color sexed. So Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, right. I know. I was like, "Oh, holy cow, so I can figure this out right now." I think I have two hens and one rooster, and unfortunately, Aww. it's the rooster that has the twisted leg. <laughs> and I told my husband that, and he's like, you oh, no. You have to name him, like, Igor or something oh, like that. Well, yeah, if he still limps, <laughs> I'll name him Igor. Uh, that's a good idea. If, if he still limps, cute. I totally will. Or Quasimodo. Oh, that's that a would good work one, too. too. <laughs> but yeah no he's, that's so funny but he has the yellow chest and the other two have like the gray chest so I, that's why i think oh. that they're the hens and he's the rooster um but you know that also might be just like voodoo like witchcraft so <laughs> but i mean wouldn't it be nice if all baby tricks could be sexed by color I mean, it would yeah. be really unfair to like straight run. <laughs> it would roosters. be, wouldn't it? Oh but. no. <laughs> but still, that would be amazing if they could just hatch and you're like, oh, it's a boy. Like if they came out like pink and blue, like yeah, <laughs> like traditional like baby colors. Uh, that would be that awesome. Would be amazing. <laughs> I would totally love that. But yeah, I was so glad that I had you to talk about because after reading that blog post, I was a little discouraged because I was like, oh no, it was supposed to be better after 24 hours. Like I call he's not bullshit so hard on that. Like maybe that person had like one case of spraddle leg and it wasn't super serious, then yeah, maybe 24 hours would be enough. But like Beyonce, the one that I helped hatched um, a couple months ago, who's actually a rooster now, but I still call him Beyonce. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, he had his on for over 72 hours, and then he was fine. So it's like, it's one of those things where you just have to go, like, case by case. Like, it's like just any patient in the hospital. Like, you can't expect they're all going to get better at the same exact time every single time. Like, some people are faster, some people are longer. Same thing with animals. So Well, and they had also left out a lot of really important information that you shared with me, like to make sure that he couldn't drown in his water dish because some chicks Mm -hmm. with spraddle leg can't get around very well. He was getting around pretty good because he had one really good strong leg so he could still hop around. Um, But I made him a water dish out of uh, the bottom of a solo cup I cut and then I filled it with stones and then I put water in it so that if he fell in it, he would be able to roll off the other side and not fall into it and drown. Um, I just, I have to check it really often because it runs out often because it's kind of small. And I also, I gave him a whole dish of food, but just in case he couldn't get into it, because you know how those chick dishes are kind of high, like the sides are high. Yeah. I also took piles of food and just left piles of food all around the inside of the brooder for him. And I also (laughs) separated him on your advice. Um, Right. Because... Chick, even baby chicks are assholes. Yeah, and the other so. two would have totally been running him over, and that was what was happening inside the thing. And in fact, I yeah. feel bad. I saw that he was limping on day one, but uh, we were tired after Kings Island, and I was like, oh, maybe it'll just kind of work itself out by tomorrow. And then Wednesday came and went, and then I talked to you on Thursday, and I was like, oh, shoot, I got to do something about this. We're on day three, and I still haven't fixed this chick's leg. <laughs> yeah, but you still caught it pretty, like, at a good point it wasn't like too late or anything yeah a lot of the times they do say you want to catch it between like 24 48 hours but like an extra day is not going to hurt anything because sometimes they just they take a little longer to get their shit together and to get moving Mm. because they're like bambi on ice but (laughs) yeah they are kind of and it also showed me that um like i felt the inside of my brooder after or not my brooder i i felt the inside of my incubator after that and while it's hatched like the layer of plastic that they hatch on it has like a hatched pattern to it so it's supposed to be a little more grippy it's really not like it's kind of slippery um, because it's, you know, smooth plastic with just like little holes in it. So right. I think that was what happened. I think he was in there. He was the first one that hatched. And because he was in there for a little more than he was in there for almost 24 hours. It wasn't quite. Um, but, you know, because he hatched the night before and then I didn't take him out until we got back from Kings Island. He had just like maybe slid around in there just a little too yeah. much and just twisted that one leg out. So I'm going to um, put like some, I haven't decided what it's going to be. It'll either just be like wet paper towels because those will be grippy and it'll also Mm -hmm. help keep the humidity high. Or I'm thinking like some shelf liner, you know, like the inside of like drawer shelf liner. Oh, yeah, that would work. Kind of sticky. Yeah. um, But I haven't perfected that idea. Luckily, I don't have to decide until the spring. (laughs) But it's good to know about my incubator that that might have been what caused it. It's not guaranteed because nothing in farm life is guaranteed. But that's what I'm thinking it was. Yeah. And it might not have been that either. It's just so hard to tell because he might have just been in the egg funny or hatched kind of weird or something like that, too. So, you know. That's totally true. That it could be something else, but there's nothing wrong with taking precaution and putting some of that like cabinet liner in there. Like that's not going to hurt anything. That's so true. Well, um, and we missed all of them hatching. (laughs) 
<laughs> so my kids have still not seen chicks hatch from eggs. And also these Barnevalder eggs were so dark, they couldn't see anything in them. <laughs> well, see, now you have to, this has to be a rooster so you can hatch some of your own in the spring so they can finally see it. <laughs> yes. And that'll be so much fun. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll do like the Barnevalder Buff Warpington mix because that's my lightest egg. I think those will be the easiest to see through out of my barnyard mixtures. <laughs> Yeah, and then you just time it so it happens like on a weekend when you're all, all going to be home. Mm-hmm. So that's the beauty of hatching eggs. Like you can time it out. <laughs> well, and what was so dumb about that too is like I knew what day they were going to hatch and I still put them <laughs> in the incubator on the day that we weren't going to be here. <laughs> eh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I was just like, uh, no. My brain <laughs> sometimes. So I seriously... <laughs> No, it was, I'm sure it was still a very nice birthday gift, though, for your son to have baby chicks, you know, to observe on his birthday, oh, whether yeah. he could see them hatch or not. He's got some birthday buddies. So there you go. Yeah. he came down and was like, you have birthday buddies. And he just like gave me that teenager Aww. smile. Like, yeah, mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was excited. He's just too cool for school. Right. So I know that's what out. happens when they become teenagers. Oh, you have a teenager. How does that make you feel? Uh, slightly irresponsible. <laughs> that was not like the response I was looking for, but that was awesome. <laughs> because I'm counting backwards and I was like, wait, I'm not old enough to have a teenager. <laughs> and I'm like, it's wait, but fine. I kind of am. So it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I know. And uh, I was laughing at myself today because now I have a teenager. So what did I do? I went out and I bought myself a pair of Converse's and I've been listening to the lithium radio station in my car all weekend. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? I don't know. (laughs) But apparently I'm trying to be back in the 90s. (laughs) Bev's having like a quarter-ish life crisis. (laughs) There we go. a third life crisis because I don't think you're going to be like you know, 120. Uh, no. <laughs> and can I be totally honest? I kind of hope I don't live to be 120. <laughs> that seems like a little much. <laughs> if we both live to be that old, we can share a front porch and have chickens walking around and we can just talk about how these youngins just don't get it these days. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That'll be very satisfying. <laughs> but only if we make it to 120. <laughs> only if we make it to 120. Deal. <laughs> So do you have anything going on over at your farm? Yeah. So right before I got on here with you, actually, um, I noticed that my one of my hens was acting kind of funny in the coop because my husband had just cleaned it. So I went in there to like marvel at the cleanness of the coop because there's really not much better on a homestead than like a clean barn oh, or right. a clean coop or whatever. <laughs> um. And I noticed she was laying there, like, under the nesting boxes. But I was like, maybe she just feels like laying an egg down there because sometimes they do that because they're weird. So I left, and then I came back and noticed she was, like, laying under the waterers. And I was like, that's not right. My husband's like, yeah, I think she's dying. And it's one of the original ones that came with the house. So she's, like, six and a half years old, which is pretty damn old for a chicken. Pretty good for a chicken. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I picked her up, and I don't know how else to describe it, but she just felt, like, heavy. Like, it didn't really make sense. So, like, 
I felt her like abdomen and it felt like the same thing as like sauerkraut does in the crop where it feels squishy. So her abdomen feels like super full. And then I looked at her vent and her whole like butt is just like full of poo. Oh. Like her vent isn't blocked, but you can tell she hasn't been like having the best poos in the world. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what's happened with that, but I did some Googling, um, and I think it might be egg yolk, uh, peritonitis, peritonitis hmm. is my guess. If I'm probably saying that way wrong, but it's I've fine. I've never heard of that, and I'm not even going to try to say it because we know I can't pronounce anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it says it's a common condition seen in backyard hens of all ages from the point of lay onwards. It is an infection established within the colomic cavity of hens caused by the presence of ectopic yolk within the the column which is the main body cavity so i guess that means like a yolk is just like floating around in there and it causes an infection yeah um which i've noticed some of the eggs that we've gotten lately um as soon as you like pick them up from the nesting box they'll break or uh, you'll yeah. get, like, those eggs that are kind of, like, rubbery. Um, but unfortunately, once you notice this in a hen, it's probably too late. And all you can really do is make them comfortable or just go ahead and call them. Um, if you figure it out early enough, you can take them to the vet and get antibiotics or just do like I do and buy, like, antibiotics from the internet. Because I don't really have a poultry doctor and if I can figure it out from Google, I'm just going to do that. <laughs> Not that I'm discrediting vets or anything like that at all, but I just don't have that available. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like they talk in this, this um, website is the veterinary expert.com that I found this on, on top of some backyard chicken forums and things like that. Um, but they talk about going in and getting x-rays and things like that. And it's like, okay. <laughs> you don't have access to those things. Yeah, so that's and it's not going to happen. And she's six and a half years old. Like, she's put in her time. Unfortunately, this probably isn't a super pleasant way for her to die. But it was just so bizarre picking her up and her feeling, like, so heavy. Like, she has to be so uncomfortable. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if I went out there and found her like dead at this point because she was not feeling well. Um, I moved her outside under a tree because she, her butt smelled so bad. Yeah. It's that same like sour crop smell just out of a different end. Oh, yeah. And like her belly was kind of wet. So I knew she just was not having the best day, but then some of the hens came over and started picking on her. (sighs) At first, I thought they were being cute and doing like a little funeral memorial thing, like coming I, over and like laying next to her. I have read that they'll do that. I have read that they'll do that. I've never seen it. My hands and some are of bitches them, when one of them sick. Some of them did, and then some of the younger ones that weren't like raised with her came over and started pecking at her and stuff. And then the older ones started joining in. So I picked her up and put her in a different spot and where she's like fenced in separately. Good um, idea. Luckily, this isn't contagious. Thank God, because I don't need that right now. But, you know, she just, she's not going to make it. And that's just part of it, especially when they're that old. You feel a little better about it. It's like, you know, putting a dog down when they're super old. Like, you're still going to be sad about it. But you understand, like, they live their full life and that this is the inevitable. 
but I'd never heard of this until today. And it was super interesting that this can happen anytime that they're during like during their like laying career. This is not like an old hen problem. This can be like an anytime oh. thing. So so if your hen feels like wishy washy, heavy in the gut area, um, and you do have a poultry vet or you can identify what antibiotics you need. Um, it's something you might want to look into, which is why I wanted to share it. Um, because yeah, that was kind of interesting today and I was not expecting that at all. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. I had never heard of it. And it's funny that you mentioned that you just, you know, buy antibiotics on the internet. I was at TSC yesterday and I bought a bottle of the penicillin that they had in the uh-huh. vet area because I had never seen it. And I also bought a bottle of the goat tetanus antitoxin just in case. Oh. Like I I did vaccinate all of my goats, but I have followed other people that have had goats die from tetanus. And if you can get this tetanus antitoxin in them right away as soon as you realize that that's what it is that can reverse all the effects and they can survive it so i was like i should have one of these on hand and then i looked at my husband i was like maybe we should have five on hand because we have five goats and he was like tetanus is not contagious it's not likely that all five of them would get tetanus at the same time (laughs) i was like fine i'll just get one for now so now my refrigerator has like a little vaccination slash vet area like corner in it because all of these things have to be kept refrigerated (laughs) I need to keep some of that, too. Yeah, it was only five bucks from TSC, oh, the goat antitoxin. It's just one dose, but it was just one. It was just five bucks. And nice. the penicillin that I bought was the injectable one. I would have preferred an oral antibiotic because mm-hmm. that's a little easier to administer oh, yeah. to all creatures. But some things that are injectable can be taken orally as well, like by different species so i have some research to do on that penicillin i've been i've kind of started that i haven't finished it though so i can't really share what i'm finding because like i know that when i dewormed with uh invermectin ivermectin i can't Mm -hmm. remember the name of anything you know i'm talking about um it was an injectable one but i gave it to the goats orally and at like and it was at like a way higher dose than you injected at um but yeah that's what that's what the breeder said to do for goats so yeah yeah so that's so if the breeder knows then you know you're probably okay (laughs) yeah 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 the breeders tend to know what they're doing so yeah maybe I'll get a clear up on what exactly that was that I did and I'll share that sometime (laughs) I can like give you guys real information (laughs) you just had to do what you needed to do at that time yeah I was literally in survival mode we talked about that earlier this episode (laughs) yeah yeah oh my gosh so are you going to try to give her some antibiotics and see if it um, up? Or you think she's just too far? It's gone too far. Um, She's probably too far gone, but I'll go check on her when I go out there. She still seems like she's trying. Um, When I left her, I was like petting her and she was like falling asleep. Um, And based on like how much chicken death I've seen lately, it looks like it's too far gone. Yeah. However, I do have some like Thailand 50. I don't know if it would do her any good, um, but I could try. But with how heavy she feels like it just, yeah, I don't I it's kind of weird because you want to help them, but you also don't want to prolong the inevitable. But we have not mastered the art of doing the next snap. Yeah, no. I My hear husband you. tried and it did not go well. <gasps> uh, yeah. 
So I I don't know what would be worse. Um, we have found another way to call that I'm not comfortable talking about on this podcast because I think it would upset some people. Yeah. It's still ethical, but I think it would still upset some people. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about it yet. Um, so that's an option, but... I like I said like I'll go check on her after this and you know make a decision then but yeah it's such a rough decision to make um yeah Mm -hmm. I don't envy you right now whatever you choose though it's the best for your farm and your hen right right and I, I made her as comfortable as possible and kept her away from everybody else so if she did decide to pass like she could do it peacefully and not have to be warding off assholes yeah the whole time. Not warding off the dicks <laughs> yeah exactly because she doesn't have a lot of positive vibes right now so. no she doesn't <laughs> no but it's like this is inevitable especially when you get like a bunch of chickens at one time like they're all gonna die within a specific amount of time like my husband keeps telling me no more dogs until our two dogs pass and they're both about the same age so it's like we're gonna have a really sad times around oh, the same time <laughs> yeah that is rough like no pun intended <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> get it like rough like yeah uh, i get okay. it you're so punny <laughs> i know it's i'm it's the wine because mm-hmm. i brought the whole bottle in here and like half of it's gone now but. nice i like it we're back to our normal swing of things <laughs> We are now that Sam doesn't feel like she's totally dying, so that helps. It does. It, it, I mean, I can't tell you enough how much that helps. <laughs> yeah, you get it. See, like I just needed to have a small snapshot of how Bev felt for months in order to fully appreciate everything she kept <laughs> continued to do, even though she felt like shit, like I was gonna die. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. <laughs> But that's about it over on my farm, other than having way too many freaking bunnies. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And a bunch of chicks that are hanging out in my garage. They're all, all 18 of them are thriving, and I am happy to announce that despite that two of them do not have the, va- the Merix vaccine, they seem to be doing just fine amongst excellent. all the other ones. That so, is excellent news. So if we kind of scared you with the whole Merix shutting thing, you might be okay. You know, it's not that it couldn't happen because I think that's some, maybe that's something that doesn't affect all flocks or, you know, maybe my pet chicken has built up immunity i don't know but it's hard the two, to say yeah yeah the two that didn't get it are not dead and they seem to be growing and thriving and they're freaking adorable so yeah so just if you have a chick order you're thinking about ordering chicks next year um let that ease your mind that it doesn't it's not a death sentence if not all of them can have the vaccination but it is a potential risk if that vaccine does shed so yeah there you go there you go. A little update. <laughs> so, you know, one thing we haven't done in a while is we haven't assigned homework. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We haven't. So. It, but, in, you know, school's coming back. So. That's right. Like, So this is appropriate. It is. It's totally appropriate. So we listened to, or no, we listened to, we watched <laughs> the episodes of Rotten early on, like while we yes. were recording the podcast. And we didn't watch the episode about garlic. 
And the only thing I can think mm-hmm. of is why is because maybe we thought it might end up being boring or something. Um, but I yeah. saw on somebody's Instagram feed that it was not boring and it was fascinating. And they were from now on going to plant all of their own garlic. So I thought we should watch it and then discuss it because like this is the right time of year to start thinking about planting your gardens or your garlic so that it can overwinter in your winter garden. There we go. My I'm all tongue tied today. I'm not even going to try to edit that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So watch the garlic episode of Rotten and we'll talk about it next week. I mean, unless it really was stupid. Then we'll just talk about planting a fall garden of garlic. (laughs) Yeah. But while Sam was sick, she did not water her things. So the only thing that's thriving at this point is like mint plants and tomatoes. So... Sam doesn't think she's going to do a fall garden, but maybe she'll feel very inspired after watching this episode of Rotten and talking to Bev about it. Hey, just go water all of that stuff and it'll pop back up. You wouldn't believe it. Everything all around my house right now is looking pretty sad because it hasn't rained here in a few days and I haven't watered. I'll go water tomorrow morning and it'll all be all bright and sunny and the flowers will be all open again. It's kind of amazing. I'll have to try. Give it a try. I mean... It won't pretty kill bad. it all, that's for sure. <laughs> and if it's like dry and crispy, <laughs> that shit's not coming back. <laughs> I mean, it might be. But I'm also kind of ready to just roll over and give up for this season. Because you're tired. Yeah. Yeah. Like. And I'm ready to like go buy mums and just plant mums out front because like they come back and they're pretty and green in the summer and they're low maintenance. So I might do some of that. That's a good idea. Um, Pumpkin spice all the things while you're at it. Yeah. And I like last year I did a bunch of pumpkins up my back steps and, you know, and then the goats were and the chickens were happy to eat those. So I might just, you know, at the beginning of September, just go full pumpkin spice basic bitch on everything and just feed my chickens the remnants of my plants and call it good. (laughs) It sounds like a good plan. (laughs) I like it. Or it's it's at least a plan. If it's not a good plan, that's also okay. So, you know, that's my plan. It's okay to have your own plan as long as you're not murdering people. Yeah, just don't be a murderer. Uh-uh. So thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, we appreciate you. We sure do. We love that you love We Drink and We Farm things. And I'm Sam, in case you didn't know. Uh, and I'm Bev. Yeah. And uh, we want you to follow us over on uh, Instagram at Drink and Farm if you're not already. And please use hashtag Drink and Farm when you're safely drinking and farming because we feature people on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now, just because you post something on Monday doesn't mean that you'll never get featured if it doesn't show up on Tuesday and Thursday because Sam is like super um, all over the place. And sometimes I pull things from weeks before and dump it in. Because it just hit my, hits my, you know, funny bone that day. So <laughs> just use it. It's super casual. There aren't a lot of rules other than just do it safely. And yeah, so please use it if you are inclined to do so. Which is why Bob didn't post her drink and farm photo last week. Because I learned how to drive a tractor. (laughs) And my husband got this super great photo of all three of us. My husband is sitting on one wheel well of the tractor. And our neighbor that owns the tractor is sitting on the other wheel well. And I'm in the seats shifting a gear, (laughs) holding a beer in one hand. And they're both holding beers in their hands. (laughs) 
It's a super. <laughs> those photos were super good, though. It but we don't want to be bad influences. <laughs> no, we don't. Maybe I'll just post them in the group for funny, like with an explanation after this episode comes out. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. You should do that so they don't go like completely wasted. Yeah, because I decided I sent them to Sam. I'm like, so can I hashtag these drinking farm? Because it's pretty freaking hilarious that there's three people on a tractor holding beers. And none of us are like looking at the camera because my husband was just like taking himself style and except my husband looks like he's terrified because I'm driving the tractor (laughs) (laughs) that might be authentic though we don't know I mean it totally could be the tractor did break down after that but it wasn't my fault the fuel filter got clogged it's a super old Massey Ferguson so (laughs) right sure (laughs) I swear it wasn't me (laughs) so yeah so drink farm And And give give zero zero clucks. clucks. Bye. Bye, guys.